time for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball Postgame Show on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Coverage of Wildcats basketball is also presented by Ale 81, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since 1926. Kelly, Kentucky, the employment solution expert, kellyjobs.com. UPS Jobs, apply today at upsjobsky.com. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors, Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. Genesis Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats. BJ Heating and Cooling, call the experts you can trust. BJHeatCool.com. Sonatrol Security, the number one rated security company in Louisville. SonatrolKY.com and Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and Zach Cantrell. All right, Cats fans, a tough one tonight as Kentucky falls at the buzzer in the bayou. LSU 75, Kentucky 74. Crazy finish there. Rob Dillingham with the improbable two-pointer. Wasn't sure when it happened in real time if it was two or three, but it was obviously a two. And uh, Rob hits the big shot. LSU goes down. Uh, Kentucky gets the initial defensive stop, but is not able to control the rebound. And uh, LSU gets the tip in late to beat the Cats 74-75. And and really a game that in a lot of ways is a microcosm for the season (laughs) I mean I don't know how else to really put it I mean it's every weakness Kentucky has showed up today and then at times they played as well as they could play at the same time it's 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 just it's befuddling to me just what we just saw. So uh, this is your all show. We want you to call in. The uh, phone number, of course, is 502-267-9680. The UPS Jobs text line is up and running as well, 437-9680. I'm Mike Andolfo. Jason Entz is in here. It's late. Uh, it's disappointing. Cats looked like they were getting, you know, after after a good win against Ole Miss, a great win against Auburn. You got to go down. You're playing an LSU team that's still not 500 in SEC play, who's three and seven over their last ten going into this game. But we knew they were dangerous. We knew they were dangerous. We knew that they had a dude who is a Kentucky killer. You know, in the Vanderbilt transfer right, who uh, actually only had you know didn't really have a great game tonight. He had one of his worst games he's had against Kentucky in a long time. But uh, it's, it didn't matter. LSU was able to knock off the Cats. Um, and and it just goes back to, again, the glaring weaknesses. I want I, I to just go back and just kind of walk through the game just a little bit. And uh, we'll get to the phone lines. Cats get off to a decent start. They get the lead early. They let LSU hang around. The, the half is pretty high scoring up until about midway through and then like the lids went on the baskets and I and then I, I thought Kentucky was getting credit from the announcers that can definitely got credit from the uh radio station the radio call coming in and um and honestly like I thought Kentucky's defense in the first half was atrocious and their on the ball defense is better their off the ball defense is freaking atrocious I'm stopping the the thing, rewinding. I'm like, did I really see them do what they just did? How bad they are. How bad DJ Wagner is off the ball is freaking atrocious. And listen, Rob had a great second half. Rob had a terrible first half. And I'm, I'm now a, I'm fully on board with the uh, Rob Dillingham song being the, uh, the same song that we get from uh, the Facts of Life, that you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have Rob Dillingham. 
And it's real easy to say, man, look how great Rob played at the end of the game. And I'll tell you what, when we need buckets, Rob was a bucket getter. I mean, he was. He was a bucket getter. But let's not forget that's also the same Rob Dillingham that turns an easy play where he could have just dished it off to Reed Shepard on the wing and tries to make it as hard as possible and throws him to the second row. Or just takes really bad off-balance shots. This team was living and breathing through Antonio Reeves. And then Antonio Reeves disappears at the end of the ballgame. I don't know. I'm, uh, what I don't understand... And we I know what you're going to bring up, which is good. What I, what I don't understand is how this team can have so many players to get... Give me a sec. Okay. Ince has got to uh, work the phone lines. He's trying to do it all tonight. Uh, there were some there were some lineup confusions. There's times when we were playing both big men at the same time and we had no offensive flow whatsoever. I don't know if I, how I feel about Reeves never should have been guarding right in my eyes. Again, but when you switch everything that you're going to get that sometimes and then Reeves picks up the early third foul. And really it was after he picked up that third foul that he was pretty much... And and I don't understand sitting him. Reeves is the kind of guy that can like he can, can play with three, play without sure. getting that fourth foul. What I don't understand is how this team has so many players that are talked about for NBA, and yet they can't get consistent half court offense. And I was screaming. You saw me. I was screaming at the TV while we had Bradshaw and Ugano out there together because you're essentially playing three on five offense. You're you're killing any offensive flow you have with those two out there and not having Reeves out there. And Cal let them stay on the floor together way too long. Uh, it was three or four minutes, but it was it was far too long. This team was forced to play in the half court. The only time they were able to get out and run was during that last couple minutes of the first half where they were able to get some, some turnovers. They were able to force some issues, get out and run. When they were forced to play in the half court, there were way too many last second shots late shot clock shots Reeves or Dillingham having to go ISO to make things happen and look it works but you can't win games consistently having to do that you can't put together winning streaks having to do that because all it takes is a night where you know Rob goes 8 of 16 from the floor Reeves 8 of 15 neither one of them was having that you know that 10 for 12 game or that that 8 for 10 game that we've seen from them time and time this season but Reed 7 points 2 assists no, team only, the team only had 9 assists as a whole I mean that's it's a real low number for them I mean you got 13 nothing. turnovers you got nothing there from was a, DJ Wagner there was a time what we were mentioning in the second half that in the second half they had more turnovers than they had field goals yeah. you know DJ Wagner played 21 minutes Goose no egg. points Three rebounds, two assists, two turnovers. You're supposed to be a lottery pick coming into the season. You go 0 for 5, and you do nothing else to contribute. You were getting shredded on defense. You had two turnovers and back-to-back trips coming out of halftime. I mean, this, this team is not consistent enough, and I think that's the big frustration for me is that we're getting ready to turn the calendar over to March. We should be fine-tuning things. We should be 
figuring out the final rotation. We should be figuring out how to fix the little issues we have here and there. The problem is we've got glaring issues, and none of them are getting better on a consistent basis. Every time we think we've taken a step forward, we have something like this. Yep. Blowing a 15-point lead. I don't care how many comebacks LSU has. I don't care how well they play at home versus on the road. You're up 15. You cannot give up a 21-4 run. You cannot go six minutes without a basket. It is inexcusable, especially when you look at the talent that this team has. We are pissing away what could have been a terrific season. And we're getting ready to hit March, and there is nothing that I'm seeing from this team that makes me think they can put together two consistent performances to get out of the first weekend. They took... In less than three minutes, they took that 15-point lead down to two. In less than three minutes. Three and once again, Cal, freaking minutes. Cal not calling timeout quick enough to stifle a run. I mean, it's been an issue throughout his career that he should be calling timeouts when a team gets a 6-0, 7-0 run, but he waits until it's 10-0 before he calls a timeout. It's three, three straight baskets. If someone scores three straight baskets on you, you know, you... You, you're calling timeout. Let's get to the phone lines. We got a full back. I'm going to let you in. run it because the, the thing is not on, so I can't see it. So tell me who we got. We get Joe first. Who we got? Uh, we have Gary first. Gary first. Two. Gary, you beat Joe tonight. Gary, what's going on, my man? Are you pulling him or am I doing it? All right, Gary, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, Gary, I feel like we're good long friends at this point. I tell you what, fellas, let's just face the fact that. Uh, this team's not just like Jason. Jason couldn't. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, they're 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 throwing a good season away with the talent they got. Uh, but let me tell you something. They keep talking about okay. The last two games they've had they played better defense and stuff. It it's there again tonight. You can't get stops down the stretch. And when you did get a stop at the end of the game, you can't get the damn loose ball. Fifty fifty balls. They got beat all night on fifty fifty balls. Yep. And how in the hell can this team go six minutes without making a basket with the offensive weapons they've got on the floor? Well, somebody explain that to me. Well, it definitely wasn't the offense we've been seeing where they passed. I mean, this team is great off the pass. When they're sharing the basketball, that's when they're at their best. Now, that was not yeah, who they were know, tonight. And, and, and you know when they were sharing the basketball the best during the whole season, guys? December. Is when they didn't, when they didn't have the seven-footers. Yep. They spread the floor, was moving the ball all over the floor from one sideline to the, to the other. I'm not saying they're better without them, but in some ways, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know. But, but what really frustrates me more than anything is not being able to get defensive stops. And this team, there is no way in the world this team can win six games in the NCAA tournament in a row. They, they no way. Not well, they cannot, uh, not they're four. not consistent enough. And, and like Jason said, I doubt seriously if they get out of the first weekend, to be honest with you. But they, they can't be – they're not consistent enough. Uh, and it's the same old stuff over and over, just like Jason said. It's the same. And, uh, you, you know, uh, why you ain't calling that timeout here? And why are you doing this? And why? Uh, who the hell knows? I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It's just frustrating. That was a bit. That, let me tell you something, guys. They lost to an inferior team tonight. That team is not very good. They're not that good at all. Not very good. Not at yeah, all. That team is not very good, and they went and blew that game. There is no way. I don't in, Listen, good teams do not blow 15-point leads. I don't care if you're playing them at home or away. When you're in the second half and you have a 15-point lead, you don't. if you're a good team, you're not going to blow a 15-point lead. Well, they did it tonight. I mean, it's just the frustrating losses stack up and stack up and stack up. And I'm God. This team has no. They have no 
consistency whatsoever. They'll come out and play a hell of a game or a hell of two games and then look like crap, just like you said. You guys hit all the major points that I want to hit. But it's frustrating, and, and it's, it's – it's a season that's going down the tubes, boys. I'm telling you, it's going to. It's going to. Be, we're going to be sitting here first weekend in the NCAA talking about how the hell we lose this entire team. I that's agree. Exactly what's getting ready to happen. So anyway, guys, I appreciate it. All right, bud. Thanks for calling tonight. You know, uh, is this the second worst loss of the season after the UNC Asheville? No, South Carolina losses. South Carolina's good, but we got whooped. What? When? You, what are you saying? Are you talking about in terms of the team we played, or how bad we? How bad we? played uh i'm talking about the team the, the actual the, just the loss like the team we lose to that's what i'm talking about all right who, who steve on line one steve on line one steve what's going on tonight bud how you doing gentlemen uh, awful <laughs> uh, yeah me too i've had a long day and i i really wanted a i wanted to sit down and enjoy a basketball game tonight and i guess i didn't but uh you enjoyed anyway, for a little I'm, bit you know, there's a the little yeah. there's a little time that you that was enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed uh, Reeves in the first half. I enjoyed Rob in the second half, but but I don't enjoy coaches exploiting our switching defense, which happened all night tonight. Like I, I, the coach just you know told his players how to play, like just wait till they switch. And something good will happen, and it kept on happening. I mean, you had guys out of position, which has been been going on all year. There are times where, honestly, I can't tell if Reed doesn't know where to be, or if it's somebody else on the team. Because there's times where it looks like him and another guy. He's like, like, okay, we're supposed to guard that guy. I'm like, hold on, that's two guys. Yep, <laughs> you can't both guard that guy, and it's like he looks over at the guy like they should both be looking to their left, it's like, no, no, it's the guy on the right. And, of course, the guy on the right is the one that catches the ball and scores. So I don't, I don't know if that's a Reed Shepard thing or maybe even a communication thing. Well, I mean, I know – Communication. I know, like, the, what I got upset with was there was a time in the first half when uh, – and it was probably close to the 10-minute mark if you guys want to go find it. Uh, DJ's guarding the, the weak side wing, and it happens to be right on the weak side wing. Now, I, I don't know about anything else, but that – Cal should at least have uh, the the players know that Wright is a Kentucky killer. This guy had 27. He beat us when, when he was at Vanderbilt. They beat us twice right. last year. They, we should know where Wright is on the floor at all times. He's not guarding. He's not close enough to help if they skip past Wright to get out there for a three. And he's not close enough to help the guy if the guy drives baseline to get where he can actually take that away, which is his responsibility right there. And so the guy does drive baseline. Wagner's late getting over there, and then the, and then another play about three or four minutes later, they're running the dribble handoff on the wing, and he's trailing. And the, and he, I know it's not just DJ; they all trail that play. Reed trailed that play, and when we trail that dribble handoff, they come off that dribble handoff, and we're playing four on five. And there's no yeah. question in my mind that that's how they coach it because that's all we. F- freaking see i almost cussed i really almost cussed <laughs> and and then for us to hear because lsu is so inept because i think the previous caller nailed it that this is not a good team that they only had 27 points at halftime at some that it had something to do with our defense on the ball defense is was is better a little better off the ball defense is freaking atrocious and yeah. i can't i, I yeah. just i listen i'm a tubby smith guy I'll watch. I would rather watch 
awesome defense and, and mediocre offense all day long. And I know I'm in the minority on that play, but that's at the end of the day, that's going to keep you in more ball games and give you a better chance to win. And I just uh, I I can't handle it. I cannot handle looking like we're running an eighth grade defense because that's what it looks like. Like we're not interested in playing defense. So thanks a lot tonight, Steve. Thanks, man. All right, man. Hey, we've we've got shots fired by Kyle by uh, Kyle Tucker. Why? So Kyle Tucker, um, did you hear Kyle the other day after the game the other night when he was talking about you know I know why well, I don't know why certain people are saying certain things about our guys yada yada yada. <laughs> I heard I know he's I mean that's his that's on brand he was, right he was take, he was he was talking about Kyle he was talking about Kyle Tucker without referring to Kyle Tucker. Okay, um, give me a second. All right, we got more phone calls. You all are calling in, man. I love it. Give me a second. Um, he Kyle Tucker tweeted Kentucky six and six in his last twelve games home versus Mississippi State and at Auburn are the only two Ken Palm top fifty wins in that time with five games to go the Cats are three games out of first place in the SEC then he follows it up with this that is why if it was me I wouldn't peacock the way Calipari does every time he gets a decent win <laughs> UK hasn't won more than two in a row since January 9th jeez oh this is. This is Kentucky. It's not Louisville. This is Kentucky. Two in a row since January 9th. Who does Cal send out to do the postgame press conference tonight? Bruiser. <laughs> you mean the the one that would be delivered by the Kentucky Office highway, of, of Highway Safety? Whether you walk, pedal, or drive, let's share the road safely. Share the road, Kentucky. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we call in the industry a segue. Yeah, sure. All right, All right what do we got next on the phone lines? I know they're full. Who do you want to go to? I texted them to you. It's We got Joe oh, up next. Joe, which line? three all right we're going joe line three joe how's it going man yeah yeah i'm here thank y'all um quite simply uh you know team against the loose balls have a great chance to win don't ask me what happened on the last play that's just the way it goes i mean nobody's ever in position to grab a loose ball it shouldn't be in that position in the first place right i mean we should never shouldn't be in shouldn't be in doubt well, let's face it. We, that team, we should have turned that team over twenty times tonight, but we end up being. I think it was a war. I think it was fourteen to fourteen on turnovers. I mean, they would just hang you the ball if Cal Perry would just beg his kids to get up in their grill. And and yes, you're all right on your assessment. Once they make that first pick or they or they set the first uh, screen, then they get into their offense. It's pretty much over with. My my gut feeling is maybe if you could get the turnover before they get it to that to their offense, th- then we got to have a chance to win. But he he doesn't think like that. He wants them to play that position defense and let them and just let them do what they want to do on offense and instead of getting into their grill and turning them over. That's how we win ball games with this team. We're not we're not going to stop anybody unless we turn them over. And that's just the way that's the way I feel. And and, and, and let's just tell the way that he got out coached badly by Mister whoever the LSU coach is, McMahon, or where how you say his name, he just got totally outcoached. Just tell it like it is. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. All right, thanks a lot, Joe. And, I, you know, Joe brings up some some points there, and I'll tell you what, man, like, I don't know what you, uh, what, what you think, but, you know, Alabama's got that that quick little guard. Uh, what's his name? Is it Sears? Is it uh, is Sears' his name? Is that right? Do you remember, know what I'm talking about? A couple of them. Well, but this is one. I mean, they're going to torture us. Sears is one of them. I mean, I – if, if if the defensive effort is close to what it is tonight, we have like a 10% chance of winning on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, because their guards are top, top notch. We're going to go to Cecil. And, and, and it's not just that. It's that 
they're going to attack the rim. Yeah, they are. They're, they're going, going to go right to at us. The rim, and if we help off shooters the way we continue to do, uh, it's they're going to long. shoot us off the damn floor. Yeah, it's going to be. I hope I didn't step on that. You. <laughs> I hope I didn't. It's going to be long. All right. So far, there we go. All right. There you go, you so far, We got a clean cut. All right, Cecil. We're going to go Cecil line two. Cecil, what's up, my man? Couple things. I think the play and you know baseball players, whatever. It takes one swing or whatever. Edwards didn't get on that floor for that ball, and I think that's where the game changed. First half when Wagner and saying Wagner dribbles, Wagner dribbles, Wagner dribbles, dude. Pass the damn ball. And Calipari constantly played Wagner and Bradshaw. I, he's, he's seeing the writing on the wall. He is not getting the playing time because guys on that team were working him. And Kentucky hung in there in that second half. Wagner wasn't on the. No, you're. Your phone's breaking up on us a little bit, Cecil. So we're gonna. If you want to try calling back, it's hard. It's just hard to hear you. So, but I, I think your points are valid. You know, talking about a, you know, the, first off, Bradshaw does got to see the right on the wall. But then when that, like you, know, we were talking about that stretch when Bradshaw and Ugo are out there together, they have no flow in offense. They just, it's, it's, it's rough. So, uh, try calling back. We're gonna go, Tom. I think, I think this says something though. The number of calls we're getting, we don't get calls like this for an eleven o'clock. Not weekday game, show. weekday. You know, no, we, we don't. don't. People are people but are fed up. We're also helpless, though. Like there, there's nothing we can do about it. No, but it's it's the fact of UK fans know that there there have been years where we've looked at the team and gone, eh, they're missing this piece, they're missing that piece. They don't have a three point shooter. They well, this time last year, there's no excuses yeah. with this team. You have you said it a couple weeks ago. He has everything he could want. With this team, he has no excuses. For the first time in a long time, the only person that can be blamed for these failures is him. Yep, there's no question. All right, Thomas, line one. All right, Thomas, what's going on? That's all I gotta say. Is you know that was a real hail mary, like an O two. <laughs> oh jeez. All right, we're gonna go Brian on I mean, line really? three. Really? That that Hail Mary on um, the football side, I mean, I it, ugh, man. But you have to go back to something that happened 21 and a half years ago. Yeah, well, we can All go right. back to the Mardi Gras miracle in 94. Or, or we could go back to, you know, an hour and a half ago. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Brian, what's going on, my man? Oh, guys. Let me, let me ask you a question first. All what right. could be worse? What could be worse than watching UK blow a game like that after we're up 15, we take a dirt nap, you know, we hit a shot with 12 seconds left, looks like we got it. Um, you know, guy drives in a basket. with Two of our guys friggin' block the damn shot. Uh, but we can't corral it and he lays it in. So what could be worse than that? Can you guys want to take a shot at it? Uh, I mean, Louisville could have. I mean, we could have been one point favorites at home and got run off the floor. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, well, I'll, I'll go you one better. I'm sitting in a friggin' hotel in friggin' Tennessee watching this. Country. Oh, ugh. What part of Tennessee? You I don't know if it really makes sense. Dirty, you can't say dirty words like that on air. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, my man. No, I, I, I'm in Newport, Tennessee. I'm, I'm making a jaunt that I make three, four times a year. This is my midway stopping point here. I sit, but uh, yeah, I, 
you know, before this game, you know, it was the classic. Uh, we, 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 we go to Auburn, we win. We got Bama coming up home, big game. This is classic trap game. This is the kind of game that we figure out a way to lose, you know, against a crappy team. Guys, this is this is the worst loss of the year. There's there's no two worse ways than Ash, it. worse it, than Wilmington, it, worse than Wilmington. It, I say it's worse than Wilmington because everybody will blame it on two things, right? In, in against Wilmington, DJ was out. It was the first game with Brad. I kind of wish DJ was uh, out tonight. I really hope Bradshaw enjoys college because he uh, he's going to be here for a second year, or he's playing elsewhere. Um, that I mean, that guy's totally useless. Um, but again, you know, I, I just I, I just struggle with the fact that it, it it was crystal clear coming out of the locker room at halftime, and you guys, you know, maybe you guys are uh, conspiracy theorists like me. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think Oswald acted alone. Um, I don't think Oswald bad. acted at all. Right, right, well, exactly. I think he was in the break room when yeah. they found him. Um, and I've been there, too, by the way. Um, it was pretty damn convenient and pretty handy for uh, LSU that Mr. Reeves found himself saddled with five, uh, three fouls within about five minutes, and he's on the bench, and he was our best scorer in the first half. That's pretty handy if you can get it, man. I'll take that if you can get it. Yes. I, guys, I just, you know – Everybody calls in. They complain about the officials, blah, blah, blah. But when the guy that just kept you in the game in the first half is saddled with three fouls within five minutes, come on, man. Enough is enough. It's just it, it, they don't even try to hide it anymore, in my opinion. They just they, they just lay, lay it on you, and you're like, you're going to take it, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then Cal sits there, and you know, my, my girlfriend – you know, yells at me all the time. Like she, I, I tell her, I say, I don't know why he didn't stand up for his players, get attacked, get thrown out, do something. He used to do that, by the yep. way, back in the day. And 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 she's like, well, what good does that do? I, I said, I'll tell you what good it does. It's going to tell these damn refs I've had enough of your crap, and I'm I'm going to take it for the team. I'm going to get thrown the hell out. And watch. Remember South Carolina a few years ago when he got thrown out, and within like the first minute, we beat them into the ground. Yep. And I'm like, you try it, man. Try it. Do something. Don't stand there. And do nothing. Do something. And he just again, you know, he didn't make any. They clearly came out of the locker room, and their their, their whole game plan was we're going to drive the basket fouls, and the refs obliged. It was like a script. What, what else is new? And, and and Reeves gets three fouls and he's out. And next thing you know, boom, 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 it's game over. And uh, you know, of course, the ending is what it is. I mean, the guy the guy gets blocked. He catches his own block out of bounds, throws it up. And the guy can't. There, there you go, man. But you and I, you and I, I think have very similar basketball philosophies just from talking this season. Okay, and I and I, at the end of the day, Reeves should never be guarding right in the first place. And if we're not doing a switch defense or whatever else, and you know who knows what matchups we have, the best way to take Reeves out of his offensive game is make him work that hard on defense. Wright's a freaking six six, strong, athletic guard that's going to make you have to work to defend him. And we don't need Reeves to be doing that on on that end. We need him to go be efficient on the offensive end. And so I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Brian, tell your girlfriend we said hello, and uh, you know we'll talk to you. Saturday. Talk to you, brother. See you, man. All right, we're going to go. It's Cecil, is this you? Yes, it is. All right, you're back. This is much better, by the way. We got we got a good connection right here. But not what I was saying. I, I'm so tired of Calipari playing these 
five-star freshman who just can't keep up sometimes. Play the guys that work hard who, you know, they got grit to play on this floor instead of the guys that earned the glory in high school. And that's the frustrating part with me. We gotta go get those what? guys first, right? Like who who's on that team is the, is that besides you know Reed? Reed, I, I'm dealing him. He he can do it, but every guy on this team gets beat defensively. Yeah, they do. And then like you you know you're gonna get good and bad with Dillingham. I mean, I, I think we've just gotta we've gotta accept that, right? I mean, Dillingham at the end of the game was phenomenal. Dillingham at the beginning but, of the game was trash. You know, oh, I agree, but 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 he he rose to the occasion. He did, and he usually does. Wa- Wagner and uh, uh, Bradshaw, they didn't even come close to rising to the occasion, and that's the frustrating part. But how many teams have we played this year who have had guys that are just rough, tugged, rough, rugged guys that were far less recruits than what we have that just have absolutely beat our asses all night long because they worked for it yep i mean they they get this team does get out worked that's where it comes up on those 50 50 balls it just comes up and then they're just their posture and stature and, and the way they stand on defense you can just tell they get out worked and and like i said i think the game changed when edwards didn't get on that court for that ball you know and and they you know baseball players you know it takes that one swing that one stroke and I think that's where the entire game changed. Well, Cecil, man, I appreciate you calling back. I'm glad we could get you on. It sounded much better. Hopefully uh, you call back again on Saturday, man. Have a good night. See you, bud. Yeah, speaking of Saturday, what is today? Today is a, is Wednesday. Saturday's how many days away? Well, I believe there's Thursday. And then we're almost to Thursday, actually, in a couple minutes. Uh, and then there's Friday. Okay. And then, then Saturday comes after that. Okay. Yeah. What would you consider early in the day? Uh, early in the day uh, for me? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got up at 4.30 this morning. But what would you consider like an early, you know, an early day for someone? Uh, if they had to be somewhere at 7, 8 a.m., you know, maybe. Early. Okay. I mean, I'm usually, that's early, but I'm that way. I mean, that's how I roll. Okay. This is from Ryan Black of the Courier Journal. And I'm about to go off because I read this and I about threw my phone. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, how much does Cal make a year? Uh, nine something million dollars a year. By the way, way more than Gino Armano makes, which I couldn't believe how little he makes. But go ahead. John Calipari references part of the reason he has to leave his post game presser so quickly is the fact Kentucky has quote an early game end quote Saturday against Alabama. It tips off at four p.m. By the way. Well, listen. I mean, you got to remember. The strenuous travel back home of from from Tuscaloosa on their on the private charter plane, right? And you mean, for, you mean from Baton Rouge? From, oh, from Baton Rouge, yeah. Uh, they're playing Alabama on on, on Saturday. That's what I was saying. But I know it's at Rupp. But the you know that it's just a long travel when you have that private charter plane that will leave whenever you want to. Um, yeah, he listen. His disconnect right now is so, and then you know, same thing with him saying, "So you know, I have the decision to make nine million dollars next year or one billion dollars. I'll make nine million dollars next year. And there's nothing really we can do about it. There's, this is what we're gonna get, guys. I mean, this is it. This is. But if we had won, 
he'd have talked for 25 minutes and he'd have talked down to the press and told them, stop writing negative stories. And especially, let's just say if, if the guy doesn't hit the last second shot, right? How gritty this team was, how they fought back, how oh, yeah. they stayed in it, blah, blah, blah. We would have gotten all that. We wouldn't have had a, oh, we've got an early game. Four o'clock, first of all, is not early. No. Noon. Noon, noon, noon would be noon early. Noon central time might be early. <laughs> right. Four o'clock at home is not early. No. This man is... I can't say You know why? You know, you know, I know how say. I know that? It's because uh, during that four o'clock game, there's a chance that I would actually eat dinner in the middle of that four o'clock game. That's how I know it's not early. This dinner's the last meal of the day, you know, which I don't... I'm not eating brunch like I might at noon. You, you realize you're aging yourself saying that you're eating dinner possibly between four and six. I, 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 under, I understand that. I've always been an early <laughs> dinner person. But at the end of the day, I'm either going to be cooking or eating dinner at that time. So I'm going to have to eat because I'm going to have to be here for the post game. So I'm just I, this man <laughs> when when his teams do well, he's arrogant, he's cocky, he talks down to people. But he is so afraid. You know, I made the joke earlier who was coming out for his press conference. I forgot the other option of, oh, well, I can only do a five-minute press conference because, you know, we got the early game Saturday. Ask me, ask me, somebody asked me one question. Let me go off my diatribe, and then I'm going to yeah, excuse I myself. More, I got one more question. I can take one more question. <laughs> I've been out here three minutes. Let's get back to the phone. All right, John on line one. Is that what we got? All right, John, how's it going, man? John, you still there? John going once. John going twice. John, did you fall asleep? He might have. He was on hold for a little bit. It is right. almost midnight. All right, we're going we're gonna to end that one. Do I have anyone on line three? Yes, we have Brian on line three. Brian, are you there? No, Brian, we already did Brian. He was long gone. Okay. All right, so we got to do a player of the game. Uh, I mean, I got to give it to Reeves. He hit a thousand point. He was so rock solid. Dillingham was really good at the end, but Dillingham was... And Reeves disappeared at the end. But I don't know how much of that was on Reeves. I, Cal leaving him off the floor as long as he did was... Inexcusable. Yeah. I mean, he played 33 minutes, but he shouldn't have sat as long as he did. All right, we're going to go with Reeves then. Second half... Let's see here. Second half, he played 14 minutes. That third foul was not reason enough to keep him off the floor that long. Let's see. Uh, no, not at all. Let's see what this text line is saying, by the way. We got, uh, yeah, as, we a, even touch the text line. as a Louisville fan with uh, little to look forward to, <laughs> that was an amazing game. Sorry for UK's loss. No, you're not. No, you're not. But the thrills <laughs> of, of that game lie, is man. what makes me a college basketball fan. Let me just, uh, be proud your team is competitive. I, look, that is, <laughs> there is some stuff there for sure. I, I do want to say this. You know, I was, I was channel flipping before the game, and I just, I noticed, number one, I love watching Big East basketball, but it was St. John's and Georgetown, so it's not a great Big, great big East game. Uh, Duke and Miami was playing. Louisville and Notre Dame was playing. And uh, the the quality of watching just gameplay in the SEC is a different level right now. I mean, I, watching that Alabama Florida that game make me feel any better. I know it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. But I'm just to his point that the, the SEC has been pretty freaking entertaining. Yeah, except uh, unless you're a UK fan, we get a screw LSU in their trashy fan base. Uh, I hope a media here you go. You you can respond to this one. I hope a media member calls Cal out and says we were and, and say we were we saw what we wanted to see. Cal is foul. <laughs> There's PP and blue mist. <laughs> uh, 
No excuse for losing that game. Winning on the road ain't easy, but that is an excusable 100%. It's an, that is an inexcusable loss. Up 15, here comes an eight seed and a first weekend exit. Because you know what? That's the team I, that I am more worried about them playing a 7 through 12 seed than I am about them playing a top four seed. By the way, never did give my player the game. Yeah. I'm going to give honorable mention to Duthiero. Oh, I don't I don't hate that at Eight all. 8 points, 9 rebounds, 4 blocks, 2 steals. Super active. Hey, angry foul, at the rim. And did one and committed one foul doing all that. So 8 points and 3 of them were dunks, right? Yeah. Uh Bench Wagner. One of one of them which he took 5 steps and, as you said in preparation of the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Bench Wagner, I'm so over this BS. Uh this team is this the the this team is it's built for March. Cal has lost his mind. Uh, <laughs> our guy, our guy, uh, our guy, um, brow down on Twitter makes a very good point, and now I feel very insensitive for for this. He goes, Jason. He goes, Cal loses an hour coming back to Kentucky. Have some yeah, compassion, right? It's you know, <laughs> it's it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. The team has to make the tournament first before we think about making it out of the first weekend. All right. I, this morning I was on a Rabot and Co. with with Big Z. You know, Zach Cantrell filling in for Louie while Louie's on the beaches of Cancun. Louie, though, is going to be doing the horse racing happy hour with me tomorrow. So, nice. yeah. Um, and It'll be a very happy hour for him. You know, we were talking about Zach was saying five and one for these last six games i think he was counting this as a win i think we're, most people are counting arkansas and vanderbilt as wins which those 100 should be wins if this team goes two and four the rest of the way which i don't think is out of the question going I, to I play do. mississippi I think, state I think three and three is your i don't i don't see them losing both those games you don't see them losing both mississippi state and, and tennessee and tennessee i don't see them losing both those games. i don't think they beat alabama no alabama is a team that is set up to take advantage of every weakness they have. What are Kentucky's two biggest weaknesses on defense? Well, I mean, right now, the only thing that they can possibly do is when they can guard the ball one-on-one. That's the only thing they can really do. Where there's no screens or anything. They, can they can't leave guys. They can't stay with shooters. They help off way too much and lose track of people, which is the worst thing you can do against Alabama. And they can't stop rim runs. Yeah. They got to hope that Uganda gets blocks. Alabama keeps it, Alabama under 90 you know and then they got to be scoring the way they used to so uh is the, is there a danger of this team not making the turn no i don't think so at this point either. they don't have enough bad losses that's what would keep you out with the schedule that they've had they've got a very tough schedule right with the schedule you've got you don't have enough bad losses and I think I'm I'm agreeing with you there. Like you know, this because was a this bad loss. This wasn't a bad loss. There were quad two. This would have been a quad two win. Okay, but it's still a non tournament. It's not a bad team. loss. It's it's but it's not a bad loss. And again, they are much better at home. There's no much excuse better. for losing the game at all. But they are much better at home. Their biggest issues are going on the road. But it is a quad two game, not a quad three or four, and that's not going to hurt you. They lost 109 to 92 to Alabama at home, which again they scored 92 at home for against Alabama. They they did beat Arkansas at home by 21 points. You know, uh, and what, they lost to, they lost to A and M. They yeah they got that's the big one. They won they beat South Carolina, but they lost to A and M at home. They beat Ole Miss at home, 89 uh, to 80. All this is basically telling me that they're about as good as we are. Um, the projected top 10 NBA 
draft player is coming off the bench while the guy in front of him offers nothing should be a crime but we have a coach that has immunity lsu averaged 1.37 points per possession in the second half (laughs) they averaged eight point or point eight or yeah eight would have been a lot yeah point eight one eight in the first half it's just this it's it's so frustrating this this team is as talented as they are they can't finish at the rim consistently another another game where they went 15 of 28 on layups and dunks you've got to shoot better than 50 percent at the rim we're getting a a question about what happened to the goaltending did the uh, call did they ever review it and i'm going back and i know that we had thierry's block I will check. Give me a second here. Yeah, and that's actually a really solid point because there was another block in that sequence that I thought they might review both of them. Where Ghana, though, I thought did goaltend on the second one. Um, but the first one definitely was not a goaltend. I mean, I don't think there's any question. Uh, they've got to figure out that whole deal, man. They, they've got to get it figured out. Uh, DJ is checked out. Uh, you can see it plain as day. Uh, well, I guess that's me. Why is Gooby on the postgame show? Hmm. Yeah, well, I can... Yes, they did take away the two points. They did take but it away. But it goes again. We had a breakaway the other way. Sure. And then they blew the whistle. But at least uh, it wasn't a situation where we would have had like an easy layup or something like that for sure. I mean... Oh, no, it yeah. was. We had a run out the other way. I mean, I don't know if we... I don't we were, remember we were, that. By the, time they, by the time he stopped, they were, he was already across half court with the ball and there was no defender near him. So that's, that's three times this year that we've had that happen to us one way or another where the goaltend has either taken points away from us or has given points to the other team. The uh, UPS jobs uh, top 25 scoreboard because I don't really want to, you know, I don't know what else there is to say about this. Yeah, it's midnight. We've it's got midnight. plenty of time tomorrow to talk about it. <laughs> you know, we can talk about this team being a seven seed. I don't, I don't know what you want. You know, what do you all want? Uh, we get another upset. Penn State upsets Illinois. That happened uh, in uh, State Park. Is that what they call it? What do they call it for uh, College Station? I don't know. College. Call, yeah. yeah. Uh, Duke goes on the road and hammers Miami 84-55. to Alabama comes back and gets a big win against Florida. Uh, Florida looked pretty good until that, until that overtime, until the last two, three minutes. And then, man, Alabama just took that game over. They won 98-93. Uh, Florida ranked now, by the way. I guess it won't be next week, but uh, actually, they probably still should be. That was at Alabama, and they took them to overtime. Really, not no reason for them to lose that. Uh, Dayton gets upset by George Mason, seventy-one to sixty-seven, and Marquette coming off that loss to UConn uh, rebounds pretty strongly, beats DePaul one hundred five to seventy-one. Uh, but everyone beats DePaul. We got one game in action right now. Colorado State leads New Mexico. Uh, the 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 little Rick piece with uh, with Jamal Mashburn Jr. and stuff on the team, sixty two to sixty one. Colorado State is on top of New Mexico right now, and uh, yeah, that's that's what we got. So I guess that's also our Cox's what to watch because that's pretty much the only thing there is to watch. Presented by Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, your go to liquor store. Um, I'm trying to remember, did I forget any games that we want to? talk about score wise uh NC. while, while yeah. you look at that a couple a couple stats from our friend Corey price over he does a great job um lsu has been weird to us kentucky's now 31 and 4 all time when playing on february 21st two of those four losses have both come against lsu in baton rouge 
Where, uh, he, man, he pulls the weirdest stuff out. Yeah. Like, just... um, also, the last time Kentucky lost a game in which they had two players score at least 23 points was February 28th, 2009. You want to know who we played? LSU. Jody Meeks and Patrick Patterson, and we lost 73 Pat, to Pat 70. Pat the Wildcat. Also, tonight is um, Antonio Reeves' 24th career 20-point game, surpassing Oscar Shibway for the most by a Kentucky player in the John Calipari era. Oh, awesome. Like I said, we, he did get his 1,000 points. So. And he became the 62nd player in UK history to do so. And uh, not many players under Cal getting 1,000 points. So that's... Uh, it's quite the feat, you know, um, and he is – I don't want to take anything away from the season that guy's had. I think it would be really interesting if his name wasn't Antonio Reese. If his name was, let's say, DJ Wagner, how we would differently we would look at his season because I think he's having one of the all-time great guard seasons at Kentucky. Um, I really do. I think he's playing fantastic. Other SEC games, though, that went on today, uh, Georgia beat Vanderbilt 76-64 in Nashville. Mississippi State was hosting Ole Miss in the big rivalry game there, and Mississippi State handles Ole Miss 83-71. to uh, Tulu Smith, to me, is a problem, and I, I, I'm really – I don't know, man. I think they very easily could drop both those games. You know, I – Two and four right now is in play in my eyes. Three and three is hopefully, uh, man, three and three sounds so defeating to finish the year that way. We were, so you and I were talking during the game. Um, UK was favored by a tenth of a point to beat Alabama in the Bart Torvik ratings. Now they're projected underdogs again. Yeah, but how much? Uh, By two tenths of a point. Two tenths of a point. <laughs> well, I, listen. I still, I still think he's giving Kentucky's defense way, way too, too much, much credit. credit in way that too game. much credit. Um, Alabama scares me because there are teams that are built to perfectly take advantage of Kentucky's weaknesses, and this is one of them. Especially the way we help off shooters, it, it has killed us. It killed us tonight. Ugana leaving leaving his guy. Somebody who shoots 38% from downtown, you can't leave a guy like that open. This is not a guy who's shooting 30 or 25 or 26. 38% There's systemic issues, though, that lead to him having to make that decision in the first place and the way that they teach defense. And this is, I mean, again, this is the problem overall. And until they, until they actually go out there and teach a team defense and that you play defense with five people guarding the ball, five people guarding the basket – it's it's going to be this bad. I mean, it's 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 so disappointing. Alabama has three different player, four different players who have attempted at least seventy three three pointers this season that are shooting thirty nine point seven percent or better from downtown. Four different players. Two of them. Are shoot, three of them are shooting forty three point nine percent or better. Shoot two of them are shooting forty five percent. And no matter what, yes. you can't leave any of them open. And we're going to leave at least one or two of them open almost every single damn play. They are going to shoot us off the floor if they don't go ice cold. And that we're going to have to have one of our best offensive games of the season, or we're going to have to play our best defense of the season. Because if we leave guys open the way we have this year, this team could shoot us off the floor by halftime. And I want, while we have listeners, I want people to just pay attention to this because we will not be on the radio on Saturday. Bellman plays at six thirty, so there's no chance that we're on the radio, right? So uh, with the game being at four o'clock, 
you know, we would be on the radio for like five minutes. So you're going to find us on the uh, more than likely either the ESPN Plus or the Twitter Spaces. I think we'll probably be on ESPN Plus. You can get it, stream that live on the YouTube channel. You can stream it live on uh, the Facebook page and Twitter and Twitter. And uh, be sure the only difference is when you're tweeting and if you're going to interact with the show, uh, you got to do it through comments. And you can only leave comments that we can read um, while we're doing the show on YouTube and Facebook on the same platform that we run that thing off of. So uh, we, we're going to want the interaction. We know that Saturday's... I think there's a way they can call. I think so far is working on We're working on, on it. We call. couldn't figure it out yeah. for last week. So I know he's trying to work on that. We thought we had to figure it out, and then it didn't work. So... Uh, but for right now, that's what we're gonna we're gonna go with, and just know that we're gonna be there for you all to talk about either what could be a statement win for the Cats on Saturday against Alabama, or you know it'll be a loss that we'll have to just kind of uh, you know construct again and just see is there anything that we can take out of this because this Cats team we know that the ceiling on this Cats team could be an Elite Eight, could be a Final Four. We have no reason to believe that they can win right now like you said jason we don't even believe they can win two games in a row they haven't done it since the freaking beginning of january to win two games in a row have you ever seen a team rank in the top 20 well they beat Ole miss. that's not true they beat Ole miss and auburn two games in a row but yeah. have you ever seen a team rank top 20 in three-point rate and be ranked number one in adjusted offensive efficiency wow that's what we got to defend yeah saturday they're 19th in the country. They shoot three-pointers at a 48% rate. That's not the rate they make them. That's the How rate they, they shoot, shoot them. them. So half their shots, basically. And half their possessions are threes. one in adjusted offensive efficiency. And number six in effective field goal percentage. So just be sure to find us on social media next week. And uh, hopefully Scotty D can go out there and get a win for Bellman. And uh, the Cats get a win on Saturday as well. So uh, we'll be here for either way. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been the UK Basketball Post Game Show on ESPN Louisville.